Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to today's podcast. Uh, I'll tell you why the Rams took a big risk, but may see the right reward with the Jalen Ramsey trade. Plus, uh, Terry McLaurin will join us from the Washington Redskins. Does he like the Scary Terry nickname? We got Chris Long joining us, Daniel Jeremiah, Eric Armstead. We got a great show. Buckle up. There we go. Boom up, America. Doug Gottlieb show. Fox Sports Radio. I'm brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Hope you're having a great day. Not sure if you're aware, but we are less than a week away from the NBA season tipping off. So we got NHL, which I believe is ki- uh, 
Have they dropped the pucks yet? Regular season NHL? I think they have. Ramos has given me a thumb. He's going to give us our hockey update. There it was. He just gave us our hockey update. Uh, we'll get to that uh, later. Um, and again, we'll run a hockey update. Thanks, Ramos. Good hockey update. There's a hockey update. This is why it's the best time of the year. All right, the NLCS. Did you know the NLCS is over already? Wait, what? Yeah, it's over. Seriously. That's it. It's over. Like, no, really, Gottlieb. No, it's seriously over. Crazy, right? I mean, just happens in the blink of an absolute eye. And, of course, um, the... uh, what was it? The the uh, game four of the ALCS has already been postponed until Friday. So we're already at that spot. More on LeBron upcoming as he made yet another statement yesterday. If possible, it went worse than the previous statements. Really? Yeah. 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 Not, not great. Not great. Um, okay. Okay. Let's get to what was the news of the day and I think is the news of the upcoming weekend in the NFL season. Uh, programming note, we got some great guests for you. Terry McLaurin's going to join us, Redskins wide receiver. Also, Daniel Jeremiah will join us in uh, in an hour. DJ, of course, Move the Sticks, the podcast. I listen to it every time uh, I get in my queue. I'm listening to, to Daniel Jeremiah's Move the Sticks podcast. Works for the NFL Network, covers the Chargers. Are the Steelers that good or the Chargers that bad? We'll ask. Eric Armstead's going to join us from the Niners, who are undefeated during the season. And Chris Long will join us. We're going to ask Chris Long some NFL questions. We're also going to ask him about LeBron James, because, you know, Chris Long, kind of an activist. Waterboy, Waterboys, and um, remember two years ago, he was Walter Payton Man of the Year, gave up his entire year's salary to charity. To charity. We'll ask him what he thinks about LeBron. But the, the, the news of the week or the weekend is Tom Coughlin has decided to trade Jalen Ramsey. All right, We remain very confident in our team today. We'll compete this season for a division title. Jalen was a productive player, but the time came to move on. We wish him and his family the best in Los Angeles. Bye-bye. Bye, Felicia. They got two first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey. That's good fishing. Really good fishing. Well, what about the Rams? What about the culture of the Rams, Mr. Gottlieb? And I'll say this, if things are going well, Jalen Ramsey's a hell of a player. And heck, everybody their first six weeks in a new home is a good citizen. Well, with the exception of Antonio Brown, but he's a psychopath. Let's move on. So I look at uh, the Jalen Ramsey thing and I think the Rams are trying to save their season. Offensive line has been a disaster. They got an offensive lineman yesterday. Linebacking core not good enough. They got a linebacker yesterday. And Marcus Peters was supposed to be a one-year rental. They had him for a year and a half. They moved on and upgraded. And Jalen Ramsey, when he's right, might be the best corner cover cornerback in the league. I don't think this is about anything more than the Rams saying, our window, while open, doesn't stay open forever. It just doesn't. And if we see an asset that we can go at and keep for a long time who's still Coming into his prime, we're going to go get him. And Jalen Ramsey is really, really good. He's a pain in the ass. He is a narcissist, an egomaniac, and a look-at-me guy. 
but he's a really good cornerback. So what are you going to do? I mean, he's the one who spent and wasted the money on a Brinks truck to show up at Jacksonville Jaguars camp, which is la- a laughable waste of uh, financial resources. On the other hand, on the other hand, it does state who he is and what he's about. And he's never really been fake about it. And the Rams know the Niners are coming, but they haven't yet won big yet. The Seahawks keep winning, but they're barely winning. And while we want to predict gloom and doom, the Rams are just sitting there going, hey man, we get into the playoffs and we're fine. And Jalen Ramsey is good enough to where if we have Jalen Ramsey and we have Aaron Donald and we had Jared Goff and we have Todd Gurley, those are guys that we can build around. These aren't crazy statements. And if they don't like Jalen Ramsey, there's plenty of ways in which they can move on from Jalen Ramsey coming into his fifth year option next year. And he'll want a new deal. He should be on his best behavior. They've taken on the guys he's replacing. Remember, Aqib Tlaib's been hurt, but Aqib Tlaib, he's had an up and down mercurial uh, reputation, really, in the NFL. And Marcus Peters, there's a reason the Chiefs moved on from him. When they made the change at head coach, sure, Sean McVay brought in his offense. But the culture was kind of already established. Culture wasn't an issue with the L.A. Rams. Offense was. Right? And they had to get better in the defensive backfield. And they did. So, do I love the move? It does feel a little knee-jerky. does feel a little short-term. But it does energize them where guys in the locker room are like, hey, Lesney's not giving up on us. He thinks we can win now if we just get a lineman, just get a linebacker, and just get a defensive back. And if you're the Jaguars, you've been okay without him, and you get two first-round picks, I see it as a definite win for the Jags. He didn't want to play for you. You didn't want to pay him. You couldn't get him to compete in that market. And you got a pirate ransom for him. But I think it makes sense to the Rams because they've dealt with these personalities before. Their culture has already been established. They survived Indomitian Sue. They survived Marcus Peters. They'll survive Akeem Tlaib. They'll survive Jalen Ramsey. They have a way within what, how they do and what they do of being impervious so far to the nonsense of other teams. It doesn't. And they're in win now mode. Every team is in a different is in a different mode, right? Like teams are not every team is trying to win. Some teams, people thought the Raiders were in win now mode. They weren't. They were show me who's competitive so that in two years, which is next year, and they're in win now mode, we know who we want to keep around. Sometimes you got to shake some things up. That was done by the Rams. Sometimes you need to add a piece. That was done by the Rams. But you better have a secure culture, and they actually do. They actually do. We like to think that everyone's championship window is like the New England Patriots, but it's not. It's just not. They close in two or three years. That's what they do. They close in two or three years. Maybe four or five. And then you got to kind of rework it. 
Uh, even look at Seattle, who I don't think we think of as a championship team. They had a five-year run with the Legion of Boom, and then everybody got paid, and everybody got fat, and everybody got greedy, and a couple guys got hurt, and now they've revamped themselves. And they're not in championship mode right now. They're just not. Last year and the year before that, they definitely weren't. They're probably a year away from being in that mode. San Francisco 49ers were. Then they had to completely tear the thing down and rebuild it. Went through Jim Tom Sula for a year, Chip Kelly for a year. Uh, the first couple years of Kyle Shanahan weren't great. Six and four wins. And now they're in win mode. The Chiefs tried to fix their defense because they're trying to win before they had to pay Pat Mahomes. The Rams are trying to fix their defense because they're trying to win before Jared Goff's new contract kicks in. Sports and franchises going for it, not going for it, is like comedy. It's all about tie, tie, timing. The Rams are in win-now mode. They've been able to take on big egos before. That's why they made this move. They're trying to save their season. All right, coming up next, we'll go inside the Washington Redskins locker room. What's all this turmoil, all this turnstile, the turnstile at quarterback been like? You'll find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose some full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com. 
way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know, it's funny. When I started this job 16 years ago, we'd bring a guy like Terry McLaurin on and people were like, I never heard of that guy. But now, because everybody plays fantasy football, literally everybody's heard of him. Right? Everybody's heard of him. Uh, and he's having an outstanding season. Outstanding season. So, Scary Terry, as he's known in D.C., 23 catches, 408 yards, five touchdowns. He scored a touchdown in four of the five games played. Of course, he missed one game, the Giants game. Um, Terry McLaurin will join us upcoming on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. And just another Ohio State pro- uh, prospect who appears to be maybe better as a pro than he was a collegiate player. And I think some of that was who was throwing him the ball uh, during his college career. Anyway, Terry McLaurin's going to join us upcoming. Terry, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Um, you're having an unbelievable year, and yet the team, obviously there's been some turmoil, a coaching change, quarterback changes. How do you how do you balance that? You know, where you're having a great year, but the team is struggling. How do you emotionally balance that? Um, well, I just try to control what I can control first, foremost, making sure I'm taking care of my assignments, um, making sure I'm locked in on the game plan, practicing hard, making plays when they come to me. And then, um, you know, just basically trying to follow the leaders. I'm a rookie, so I'm still learning the ropes. But at the same time, I feel like um, I can help any way I can by making plays and being consistent. Second quarter against the Miami Dolphins. Um, I actually, I saw this route. It was kind of, it was, it was sent to me. You ran this unbelievable route to score a touchdown. How, what, what is it, what is it called? Uh, it was a throwback route. So um, in film study, I saw their DBs like to, well, most DBs, but especially the Dolphins, like to undercut crossing routes. And then um, early in my film study, I saw Mark Cooper run a similar route against the Dolphins and was successful. So I just wanted to sell my eyes like I was running a crossing route, not rush the route, knowing that the DB was going to get in my trail, and then um, keep the route high when I broke it out for Case, and uh, he threw me the green grass, and it was a really executed play. Yeah, it was, it was a beautifully executed play. What was the celebration? Oh, um, the rapper named Kodak Black. Um, I'm a fan of his. Uh, he's from South Florida, so it's called Kodak Bop. is one of his signature dances, so kind of just spurred the moment thing. Like to have a little fun. Okay. Like he didn't. He, did he notice it? Did he? Did he shout you out on on Twitter or anything? Nah, he's uh he's in jail right now, unfortunately. I mean, but, it's just uh, do, do, do dudes do, does does Kodak Black have Twitter in jail? Ramos would know. Ramos Twitter <laughs> in jail. Do you know? Yeah. All well, depend- his uh 
his apparel company, like he has this apparel called Sniper Gang, and they shouted me out, put me on his apparel Instagram. So uh, his people saw it. Uh, hope that there may be a chance that he sees it at some point too. Terry McLaurin joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, what what has this been like for you this year? Yeah. Uh, you know, all three different quarterbacks, um, two yeah. different coaches. What's it been like? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously there's a little adversity um, there, especially being a rookie. But at the same time, I don't use that as an excuse. Um, I'm in the NFL now, so um, there shouldn't be any drop-off to my level of play, no matter who the quarterback, who the coach is. Um, I feel like the coach... Um, from Coach Callahan to Coach Groove, offensive coordinator, um, you know, quarterbacks. A lot of them put a lot of confidence in me and a lot of trust in me to go out there and make plays. So it makes it easier on me to just control what I can control and studying my plays and knowing what I need to execute on Sunday. So um, they put me in a great situation to be successful, and I just want to um, make as many plays as I can for the team. Do you like the Scary Terry nickname? Yeah, a lot of people have been asking me about that. Um, it's not like I hate it, like don't call me that, but at the same time, um, I feel like other guys have had that, especially Terry Rozier. So I'm an original guy. To be honest, I don't even necessarily even see myself as having a nickname. If that's what fans want to do, run with it, that's cool. But, um, you know, it is it is what it is. Who's your best friend in the world? <laughs> My best friend in the world? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I don't think I just have one. I have a, a group of people I'm really close with. My guys from back home. Uh, my girlfriend I'm really close with. So I said she's uh, one of my best friends, too. So. Um, I have, I try to keep my circle small, but um, you know I have a really great support system. No, I, I ask only because what does she call you? Well, that you can tell us on oh. air, right? Like I don't want like Pookie or you know, or, <laughs> yeah, or yeah, Schmo- yeah. Schmoochie, oh, Schmoochie. Yeah. I got you. But, but but like yeah, I got you. but like what's an honest because because yeah. you know like Adrian Peterson. It was, yeah. it's, it's AD, it's all day, right? That was his yeah. nickname. And then somehow guys who covered the NFL start calling him AD, which is his initials, not his nickname. Right. And it's kind of gotten mushy. It's kind of gotten weird there, right? Yeah, yeah. So what are your friends, what are people close to you, your boys, your small yeah. circle, the, 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 the dudes from Indy, what do they call you? No doubt. Oh, yeah. Um, my, my guys from back home, they call me T-Mac or they really like Mac-Man. And Mac Mania, anything with Mac, they they throw that in there. So um, when when I hear that or I see them tweeting about that, uh, it hits a little different because they know where I where I came from, my roots. So Mac Main, Mac Mania, T Mac, uh, T T Money, all all that I've got before. Some fan things I've heard is F one McLaurin. I kind of like that. Time. I like that one too. That's um, good. Yeah, it's a nice play on words with the car and, and me being fast. So if there was anyone, I'd probably have to lean towards other than Scary Terry is probably uh, F one. Um, McLaurin or McLaurin F1 or whatever like that. But, um, you know, I'm always going to answer to the Mac main of my homies. Um, okay. People are raving. I, I mentioned the route that you're in, the uh, the, the route that you ran, because people are raving about your route running. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where does where does that come from? The, the, the preciseness of your routes at yeah. such an inexperienced, because you're not, you're actually, for your, you're not actually young. Um, and it's not like you're like 19, right? You're 24. Yeah. But where right. does it, where does that come from? Yeah, I like that question. Um, I think it really just comes from, you know, my preparation all the way from back in college. I remember going into my last year and really working with Coach Harline at Ohio State to uh, set myself and make myself different. His One thing that he says about uh, receiver play is what makes you different from other receivers in your on your team and the league that you're playing in or whatever. So um, I remember constantly uh, two times a week when we didn't have leg day workouts with Coach Mick. I was running routes with Coach Harline, working on um, getting out of my breaks really fast, working on 
uh, keeping my shoulders level and not raising up, working on keeping separation, run away, running out of my break against man and sitting in zone, just the little intricacies that make all the difference in route running. I really honed in on that last year, and I feel like getting to this level, I've really picked the brains of the DBs on our team and um, just watch film and see what works, what doesn't necessarily work, and uh, try to use that to my advantage. Right. But speed, speed, speed is the number one thing I try to play on. If I could get DBs thinking I'm a I'm gonna run deep every play, then that opens up the whole route tree. Uh, speed from your mom's side or your dad's side? Um, my my mom, my mom ran track in high school. My dad's pretty fast, so I didn't beat him in a race. Till I was like 13 years old, no lie. <laughs> wait, wait, so he was he was really fast. Wait, your dad's? You say six five? No, no, I I didn't race. I didn't beat my dad in a race until I was 13 years old. That's so. not that's not like that's that's not that that late. You think you feel like that's late in life? I feel like that's pretty late. I mean, you're a teenager. I'm going no, about to go my, my son's I'm 10. He's got, my son's 10. He's a little wide receiver. He's got no <laughs> shot. None. Okay. He's ten. He's ten. If I if I if I get three three years, I feel like that's not enough. I feel like I got five or yeah. six years on him. I, okay. I and and I talk. I still talk trash to him too. Yeah, that's what keeps you humble. That, that was probably one of the biggest days of my life when I finally beat him. Um, you know, everything's earned in my household. So uh, your son will appreciate that when they when uh, finally beat you. Foot race outside the house. Was it at a track? Was it a family gathering? Yeah. Where was this? Uh, we went right out in the middle of the street. Uh, I, I, me and him were probably just jaw jacking, going back and forth. And I was like, man, it's the day I'm going to beat you. And I actually beat him, and he probably wouldn't appreciate it, but he, he pulled his hamstring and everything. His hamstring yeah. was fine. Yeah. Terry McLaurin Sr., his hamstring's <laughs> fine. You're like, oh, yeah. uh, your hamstring is my, – my pops used to do the same thing. Play one-on-one, <laughs> and all of a sudden you get a lead, and he'd pop, yeah. he pop a hammy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They let him live it down to this day. Yeah, he'd, he'd pop a hammy. Um, uh, the Wisconsin Cats think this is the year they're going to get Ohio State. You know that, right? Wait, who? Who said that? These Wisconsin guys. You know, they think. Oh, okay. They, they I mean, they think they're going to line up. They, they got a formation okay. with nine offensive linemen. They, they, they think yeah. they're going to come into the, to the horseshoe and just run it right yeah. down, run it right down your throat. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I learned about Ohio State, we don't guarantee or promise wins. I know they're going to prepare for that game. Uh, they've probably been preparing for it in the offseason. That's just how we're wired at Ohio State. Um, but I feel like, you know, Coach Day's going to put him in a situation to be successful. Defense is flying around, offense is flying around. Um, it's going to come down to A, who's tougher, and B, who makes the plays down the stretch. So, um, you know, hopefully my schedule permits for me to go back um, after our Thursday game next week. But um, yeah. I'm always going to be support, supporting the Buckeyes through and through. I mean, there's no literally no excuse, right? There's none. right? You have a Thursday game against the Vikings, yeah. so that's close. And yeah. they, that game Saturday, that game Saturday at the Horseshoe. Yes, sir. New new kickoff. So uh, I'm I'm worried about what's here first. But if I can make it there, best believe you'll see Terry McLaurin on the field uh, for the Buckeye. All right, we got Eric Armstead coming up. You said you know he's obviously on the line as a as a mm-hmm. big that's a big human being. You mentioned that what you saw against the Dolphins, you saw in film study when you yeah. studied the Niners, an undefeated team who come mm-hmm. in who come into DC this weekend. What do you see as the strength of their defense? Uh, they're confident. They're front four. I think they have like all first rounders or something like that. Um, and just their back end is playing really confidently. Um, you know, they don't give up any big plays that I've seen. I've, I've looked at all their games and I haven't seen a lot of big plays made. And they, it all starts with their front four, though. They get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Um, I think they're top two or three in pass offense. I mean, pass defense and pass and rushing defense or something like that. Um, but you know, me personally, I try to worry about who's going to be my matchup, whether it's Richard Sherman or uh, the opposite corner. I'm going to 
um, work, work work on and focus on their technique and, and see, can I put myself in a situation to be successful come Sunday? What What is Sherm like when you watch him on tape? I mean, he's smart. He's very savvy. Um, you know, he, he really does a good job. And um, when you're trying to run a go route, he presses you to the sideline. So stacking him um, is, is really a main point of emphasis. He, he mixes up whether he's pressing or press bailing. Um, so he plays a mind game with you. And then obviously um, he's long, so you got to be able to get off the gym as well. So I'm looking forward to going against another uh, Pro Bowl corner um, in the league who's had success over years and years. Um, and I'm going to try to make plays if they present themselves. I, I think he'll probably talk as much trash as your dad did, but you know we'll, yeah. we'll, see, if, we'll see if he pulls up lane with a hamstring if you get him beat on a go route. You know, he does, ah, oh! like, no, nah. my dad tried that when I was 13, and I smoked him out in the front yard, German. Anyway, they didn't work with me. Hey, uh, nah. uh, T- Terry, congrats on the start to the season. I know it's been turmoil-filled in other parts, but not in your department. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, that's uh, T-Mac. Uh, what is it? What was the what was the F1 thing? The the Formula One? T- 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 uh, McLaurin? F1 McLaurin? Yeah, that's cool. Another day, another LeBron James uh, uh, Q&A statement in regards to how he feels about Daryl Morey and the tweet heard around the world. Uh, should be pointed out, yesterday we discussed a little bit of the article that ESPN released, which kind of detailed what actually took place in China. I'll, I'll give you kind of a short little synopsis here. Okay, so uh, the Lakers go to China. They're in the air when apparently the tweet was sent and they didn't have Wi-Fi on their plane. Didn't have Wi-Fi on their plane. You ever been on a plane without Wi-Fi? I mean, when I, you guys remember when I was flying to Israel and back, I didn't, we didn't have Wi-Fi on that plane. And I mean, it, you feel like you've gone back 30 years. That's how like arrogant we are now as, as air travelers. What do you mean? I don't have Wi-Fi. I, I, I got to watch some movie on a tiny little screen. What is this? The 1990s? Anyway, they land and they thought like things were kind of weird. They they go, they tried to go to practice and they go out to practice and they're taking sponsorship signs off the floor. They only got to practice for 30 minutes and they get shooed away. And when they get back to the hotel, um, they realized what had taken place. They had meetings and I, I, it felt like LeBron James was, it wasn't just about money for him. It was about money for everybody. Kyle Kuzma is the unnamed Laker player, but it's been leaked. Kuzma apparently was set to sign a couple different deals, make a million dollars just on that trip alone. And LeBron of course has been there. I think the last 12 summers, with the exception of this summer where he didn't make the China trip and didn't play in the world cup. And uh, instead film Space Jam 2. Um, the commissioner was in the air. Commissioner gets in the air, flies to China, tries to fix things. Didn't know if he's going to get let into the country. He meets with the players. At no point in time, the players say they weren't going to play, but they did decide to play. And when they decided to not take questions from the media, it didn't matter because those media sessions were shut down anyway. They ultimately played two games to little fanfare in terms of publicity. Wasn't on TV. Wasn't a lot of signage. They, they took down the banners uh, with all the players, you know, pictures on them. But the fans inside the arena were raucous and they did play two basketball games. And then they got out of town. There were several delays before they actually left. A thunderstorm, a tropic depression or something. And they flew home. 
So remember, LeBron a couple of days ago addressed it, and he said that Daryl Morey might have been uneducated on the issues. Um, it, it his statement landed with a thud, so much so that he put out two more statements on Instagram, not really reiterating what he said, but trying to clarify. Here was LeBron yesterday at the Lakers facility. I also don't think that um, every issue should be everybody's problem as well. You know, so, you know, when things come up, there's there's multiple things that, that we haven't talked about that happened in our own, in our own country that we don't bring up. The best thing we can do is, you know, if you feel passionate about it, talk about it. Um, if you're not, if you don't have a lot of knowledge about it or you don't quite understand it, I don't think you should talk about it because um, it just puts you in a, in a tough position. So that's why I wanted to kind of clarify what, um, you know, what my um, thoughts was and what my words were. So um, that tends to happen with me. I understand that. And I know that uh, every word that I say is going to be broken down on however you feel or you see, uh, I said it. You know, so it comes with the territory, but that's okay with me. Well, it was okay with you. Why do you have to continue to kind of recalculate? And ref- you had a week to figure out what you wanted to say. And as much as LeBron says on one, I don't know how to comment on anything. So why'd you have to comment on Daryl Morey's tweet? Well, I want to comment on it. Okay, you did. And you didn't stand up for those who need to be stood up for. Right? Like you went counter to what you said you're about. Look, here's my big thing. You know, I, I can't begin to fathom how much money was at stake and how much money was lost. But like, look, you're LeBron James. If he's really worth in the neighborhood or will be at some point worth the neighborhood of a billion dollars and you really want to be this bigger than hoops, more than a basketball player leader, break dudes off some. Show some solidarity. Hey, you know what? If you're so bothered by Daryl Morey simply trying to support, even if he unwittingly supported a, a cause which isn't necessarily the same as you know the Chinese labor force or people in gulags or whatever. Like, his tweet was innocuous in terms of, uh, I mean, it just there wasn't a whole lot of negativity towards it just wasn't it was about human rights like if that's what you're about they just go hey you know what i'm not going to play we're not going to play we are not going to play would it have been a pr disaster for the nba sure but like nobody has the balls to go like hey if china doesn't want to play ball i I gotta like look i i have not voted nor do i traditionally support the president I don't. I support that he's our president, that he was legally elected to be our president. And until the next election, and even actually after that, until the next inauguration, he'll be our president. If he's elected again, he'll be our president four more years. That's the way it works. Okay? But there's a lot of his policies I, I don't agree with. I just don't. I, I, I'm i not going to speak out on what's going on in Syria because I don't know enough about it. Some, I tried to read about it. And very confusing. Very sad. But very confusing. But I'll say this, like he has said, either you guys play ball or we're going to do it my way. 
And as much as LeBron has been critical of the president, uh, he did stand up in his own mind for American interests. Whereas LeBron did not. He stood up for he and his teammates and fellow basketball players and his league's business interest, which is understandable. It's understandable. It's a lot of money. Right? But that's being an athlete and being a capitalist. That's not being more than an athlete. Right? That's being, you know what that is? That's being Zach Grinky and being fake, a little bit fake about it. Like, remember Zach Grinky was with the Dodgers? They were asking, like, well, would you sign for less? He's like, I'll sign for whoever offers me $200 million. And he did. That's why he went to the Diamondbacks. Zach Grinky has never got in front of a microphone and said, it's not about the money. LeBron has. Not about the money. Yes, it is. And we always snickered and always thought, ah, it's always about the money. And in this case, it is. I mean, look, I understand that it's not smart. Like, there, there's, there are things that have gone on at each of the three places I've worked that I didn't agree with. That, that's what happens when you work at major companies. They make major decisions. I don't agree with all of them. They're going to go in front of a microphone and say something? No. And people will say, well, well, that's, that's selling out. No, that's me trying to stay gainfully employed because I got three kids and a wife and bills. And I know that that's, you just, you don't criticize your own company. You don't criticize for the most part, people, in your own field, especially personally. I don't do that. But LeBron has, they've already been critical of the NBA. They've shown the ability to be critical of teams they play for. Hell, LeBron James was critical of his own teammates last year, tried to, and essentially got half of them traded. So if that's not sacred, why is criticizing the Chinese government's handling? And you don't even have to criticize them. All you have to come out and say is, I I disagree on some level with what Daryl Morey said, but I, I agree with the idea of pushing for better better human rights internationally. And I want to leverage all that I have and all that I am, not just for more money from China, but if I can use it to have other people have a better life, that's even better than it. Even if it's not true, but the things you're saying, dude, you had a week to come up with it. And you're like, all the things I say, they get parsed. You knew that. Write it down. Think about it. Say it to a room of people that aren't sycophants. They're not going to go, yeah, LeBron, that was it. You nailed it. Because you didn't nail it. If you did, why'd you have to further clarify two times and then clarify again yesterday and now say, I'm done talking about it? All right, coming up next, real news or fake news on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we hand it over to Dan Byerland to play a game. Game time! This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fire. Dan, what do you got? Doug, the game today is... Real news, fake news. Real news or fake news. Redskins quarterback Alex Smith says that he has had 17 surgeries on his injured leg since breaking it last season. That's real news. They're real and they're spectacular. So the Washington Times, that tissue was infected, which resulted in the other multiple procedures that he had after breaking both bones in his leg last year. 17 surgeries. 17. Uh, that that comes from the infections, and they took out like, oh, I had heard he'll never play again. Uh, I guess we'll see. So it's like one and a half a month because we're like eleven months since the surgery. Can you imagine? Jeez. And 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 look, I literally 
Um, I, I I literally have never heard anyone say anything bad about Alex Smith, the human being. But if you want to know why the Washington Redskins have had such issues this year, it's because everything was built around Alex Smith. Like Alex Smith ain't great, but he's solid. Like, you know what you got. And he got hurt last year, and then Colt McCoy got hurt the following week, and the rest, as they say, is history. Real news or fake news that Commissioner Roger Goodell says they have to take time to figure out what to do with the Chargers' home stadium situation because the circumstances are so unique to the other 31 teams. Is that real news or fake news? Let's go with real news. You are fake news. I had this to say. That's the reality of what you see in a lot of stadiums around the league. You know, secondary ticketing is a is a big issue now. And so, you know, you see that on a regular basis in markets. And I, again, I think it's in part the technology and the fact that tickets are available on the secondary platform and more accessible than they have been in the past. And so I, I think uh, we'll continue to see more of that in in many of the markets. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will say this. Okay, the Steelers Nation takes over other stadiums, and they took over the San Diego Chargers back when it was Qualcomm. It was like three, it was a much bigger stadium, and it was like three quarter Steelers fans. Okay, it's not the first time. Like, I love, I love Charger fans. Like, no, we showed up all the time. We'd never sell our tickets. Like, what are you talking about? When you were bad, you sold your tickets. That's what you do. Real news or fake news? The Buffalo Bills now have the second best odds to win the AFC behind the New England Patriots. That's fake news. You are fake news. Yeah, bet online saying the Chiefs are still the uh, second, the team with the second best odds at seven to two, followed by the Ravens at nine to one, Texans at ten to one, and then the Bills at sixteen to one. I guess part of that would be because they're in the, the same division. The Ravens are second. Uh, third, they're third. I feel like the Ravens have no shot. Well, I, I was, <laughs> I would just say this. I actually the, like that. I think the Bills become a better bot, uh, better. Better buy that way. But they're likely to be the wild card because right. the Patriots would win the division where the other teams at least would get a home game or if they got the buy would be able to get that divisional playoff home game. Maybe that's the the reason why. Ahead but so the Ravens are ahead of the Texans? Yes, nine to one. Texans are ten to one right now. Silly buy by the Ravens, anyway. Real news, fake news. Major League Baseball won't be giving the Astros and Yankees a day off for travel in the ALCS between games five and six. They won't be giving. Uh, that sounds like real news. They're real oh. and they're spectacular. Yeah, I got to get that World Series started on Tuesday. So if necessary, game six would take place in Houston on Saturday as game five will be in New York on Friday. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. So, I don't know if you're aware, but the National League Championship Series is over. That it was that fast. It was like, what, really? When did it start? I don't actually remember, but I know it's over already. The Nationals are on the way to the World Series. Why they're winning and why it has nothing to do with Bryce Harper. Next, the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see the Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We got a great show for you today. If you're you're chilling with us, the Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. You're hanging out with us. Yellow baseball here. Daniel Jeremiah joins us in 15 minutes. Uh, wait to hear what Dan Patrick had to say on the LA Stadium. Eric Armstead of the San Francisco 49ers will join us. Got some Ram stuff for you. Chris Long's going to join us. Wait, I, I got to ask him about LeBron James. 
and uh, some cowboy stuff for you as well. Ooh, we got a lot of things to talk about. I I want you to. Yesterday we did this, and um, I've gotten one response positive to the to the contrary. Yesterday I said, no one I know who's under forty likes orders uh, cooks sauerkraut. Jamie Campbell said, I'm 37 and I love sauerkraut and took a picture of a dog with some sauerkraut on it. Congrats to you, Jamie. But um, you are, you, I, if, if that's an island, you're going to die alone on that island, it feels like. Because sauerkraut's gross, right? I just wait, sauerkraut's gross. Right, let me do the same thing here. Guys, let me ask you. How many of the NLCS games did you watch? Monday night, I watched it as I was at uh, I was at a sports bar watching some Monday night football on one TV and watching some baseball on another TV. I want to make sure that was I, no, that was actually I was that the the Astros game. I don't remember. I just remember they're down two games to none, and it happened over the weekend, and then. Like, I was like, wait, they won two road games? That thing's over. And then it was three games done. And I was like, and then I watched a little bit last night. I was like, wow, it's over? Ramos, did you watch any of it? Be honest. Honestly, I watched games two and three. I felt game four was an end. I thought there was the Nats would win, so I didn't watch it. But I wanted to see Scherzer pitch, and I wanted to see Strasburg pitch. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, what about you there, Ryan Music? Did you watch any of it? I watched different parts of each game. But I certainly did not watch nine innings of all four games. Yeah, no, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's all. That's like, did you read the book? Yes. Did you read the forward? I don't remember. Did you read the post? Like, I don't remember. Did you read the cover? Like, I don't remember. No, I read it cover to cover. Buyer is uh, Dan Buyer. Did how much of the NLCS did you watch? I watched on MLB Red Zone, where you only watch like the last inning. So He's that's so lying. about. He's about such a liar. <laughs> No, that's basically what it was. Was oh, Nationals are about to clinch. Yep, let All me right. flip. Let me yeah, flip let's over. Flip it over. Let, let's flip over. I did see the threat that the Cardinals had. I believe it was in the eighth inning last night, but that was, and then then just stayed with it to the end. But outside of that, that was the most that I watched of that series. Um. Okay. I mean, obviously they were, they were what? Uh, how many outs? Six outs away from losing to the Dodgers three one. And then it took extra innings for them to lose to the Dodgers, to beat the Dodgers in game five. They're down 3 1 to the Brewers. Yeah. In the eighth inning. And that's the uh, the play in game, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's it, they become that team. The They become the Kansas City Royals of a couple years ago who, you know, finds a way to keep winning games. They never trailed, not, they never trailed, not for an inning, not for a half inning. Did not trail against the Cardinals. Their team ERA against the Cardinals in the NLCS was 1.25. Until the fifth inning of last night's game, they hadn't given up three runs in one game the entire series. Crazy. Or three three runs total. Total. Scherzer, Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, Anibal Sanchez have thrown 66 and two-thirds of Washington's 91 total postseason innings. And in those innings, they've allowed 16 earned runs, giving them a postseason ERA of 2.16. I feel like I'm I'm uh, Bill Clinton. 
right? It's the economy stupid. Do you guys remember that line? It's the economy stupid. Right? That was that was that was the big thing. That was the big line. It's the economy stupid. Meanwhile, it's not in any way Bryce Harper related. Like I I think it's easy to point to Bryce Harper and Bryce Harper the hair and the image. Um and, and how much money he makes. Really, that's what it comes down to, right? Th- that's what it comes down to. How much money Bryce Harper makes. He made a bunch of money and they won without him. And now, it must be his fault. He was holding them back. His ego, his way, bad clubhouse guy, whatever. Like, he could be a bad clubhouse guy. His contract or last year's contract demands could have made him into a guy where a lot of the attention was focused on him. But if your starting pitching gives up four earned runs total in four games in the NLCS, you're not going to lose that NLCS. You understand? Like these things could be true. He could be a terrible human being. I don't think he is. But he'd be a terrible human being. He'd be money hungry. He'd be about himself. Like all of that's fine. But if your starting pitching allows four, four earned runs over four games or um, 16 earned runs over 66 and two thirds of 91 postseason innings. You're going to be in the world series. It's the pitching stupid, right? It's the pitching stupid. Even look at what they did against the Dodgers. The three games they won. They gave up two earned runs in game two, one earned, one run given up in game four, and in game five, yes, they came back down 3-1. And they, they won on a, on a grand slam from Howie Kendricks, who's the NLCS MVP. Just If you know anything about Howie, you feel really, he's a really good guy. I'm an Angel fan. I'm not sure he was ever as good as his building was, a minor league player, than becoming an Angel, but Howie Kendricks is a good dude. You feel happy for him. But they gave up three runs. Right? Bullpen has been an issue for them, was an issue for them against the Dodgers in game one and in game three. That was always their issue going back years in the past was their bullpen and their starting pitching has been so good and their bullpen hasn't been bad either. In 1992, there was was a recession brewing and George H.W. Bush, it's George Bush's dad, was talking about everything with the exception of the economy. And Bill Clinton won the election in large part because he used the James Carville line, which is, it's the economy stupid. So we can sit here and do the same thing and talk about Bryce Harper and the contracts and how it was a distraction going back to last year and about how sometimes he didn't play hard and this, and he struck out a lot and sometimes lived up to the building. Sometimes he didn't live up to his billing. It's the pitching stupid. The pitching has been so good. The relief pitching, the starting, mostly the starting pitching, the starting pitching has been so good. Other teams are starting guys and pulling them after an inning or two innings. You know, they, they've created this, the opener thing. Great. You're only doing that because you don't have a starter. 
because you don't have a Strasburg. You don't have a Scherzer. You don't have an Anibal Sanchez. You don't have a Patrick Corbin. They do. And on nights like last night, they are just outstanding. They'd given up three runs, less than three runs, the entire series until the fifth inning of game four last night. It's the pitching, stupid. It's not Bryce Harper. No matter how much you like or dislike, the Bryce Harper thing is about how much money he makes, how long the contract is, the comparison of that. It's, it's, the, it's the John Gruden thing. John Gruden leaving the, the Monday Night Football booth to go back to coaching is not that big a deal. It happens. Urban Meyer left the booth to go back to Ohio State, right? And now he's with us at Fox, and he may go back and take the USC job. Maybe he doesn't. But if Urban Meyer gets a 10-year, $100 million deal, bigger than anybody's we've ever seen, now all of a sudden there'll be so much incredible, ridiculous pressure on him. Once you find out how much money somebody makes, you change how you view them. And maybe this is Bryce Harper's real issue the past couple of years was he had Boris as his agent leaking out, hey, it's going to get $400 million, maybe more. Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network joins the show upcoming next. Is the Jalen Jalen Ramsey trade a good one for the Rams? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We had uh, Terry, don't call me scary Terry McLaurin on with us earlier in the day. Uh, great interview. You can download that interview on the pod or just listen to the podcast after the show, wherever you download podcasts. Daniel Jeremiah's got a podcast, really good one. It's called Move the Sticks. It's going better than the Chargers season. Man, man, that one was, that first half was hard to watch. What's going on with the Chargers? Well, Doug, I, I think if they would, uh, if they would just come out and punt for the first quarter, until they get their sea legs, uh, they'd be they'd be better off. I mean, they just they have had such horrid starts and built these early deficits. And then if you you look at you know really the last two and a half quarters, they're you know, they're playing pretty good football, but they just keep digging themselves too much of a hole. So um, they, they've got to figure that out. They they've got to get the run game going. They haven't been able to do that. And then defensively, man, is it the tackling has just been really bad. And I think that's one area where you you really see the uh, the lack of number 33 out there and the difference he makes because not just the playmaking for Derwin James, it's it's the fact the guy just didn't miss tackles. Yeah, so, I mean, we think of Anthony Lynn as a discipline-oriented guy. They have a well-regarded defensive coordinator. How'd they suddenly become a terrible tackling team? Well, I mean, I think you got to take some individual responsibility, you know, player-wise. And they have some guys, you know, like you have Roderick Teamer out there, um, who was undrafted at a two lane, who's, you know, you come, come into training camp, you're just trying to hope to make the team. But then Derwin James has his injury. Adrian Phillips has his injury. And, and, uh, uh, Adderley, who you took in the second round, hasn't been able to stay healthy. So, um, you get guys like that that are, you know, they're playing a little bit earlier than they should be probably and, you know, compete and doing your best, but just maybe not, not ready for all that at this point in time. And then linebacker wise, Jatavis Brown just had one he'd like to forget. I mean, uh, yeah, he's he's not a bad player, but he just had a handful of, of really costly misses in that one. I don't I don't know how you really put that on the coaching staff. You try and put him in position to to make the plays. You you got to make them. Um, Dana Jeremiah joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. 
What about the Steelers? I mean, look, they lose one of their best defensive linemen, but they dominated that game because yeah. they could get to the quarterback with four. Can they continue this as they try and bounce back from a slow start? Well, you look, defensively, they're really good. And one of the key metrics, I think, when you're looking at quality teams is sack differential because it tells you how they are in the trenches. And I think they're like plus 15 in terms of, I think they have 20 sacks on defense. They've only given up five. So they're good on both lines. I just think they're going to have to find more offense. They're not going to have games like that where you kind of get gift wraps and points. Um, you know, so that, that to me would be my, my concern. I think their defense and, and their physicality, the run game, uh, even though the stats don't blow you away, they can get tough yards with those guys. That, that can help keep you in games, but they're going to need eventually to have a little bit more firepower uh, than they needed the other night. What, um, what do you make of the, the – the, I mean, look, they made three trades. They acquired three players, a lineman, a linebacker, yeah. and Jalen Ramsey. What do you make of what the Rams did? Well, look, I, I, uh, and I want to make sure that I kind of spell this out. So I, I was all in favor of the Tunsil trade with Houston, and people said, well, it's two first-round picks. And my whole point was, you know, when you get somebody that's a quarterback, somebody that's a tackle or somebody that's a pass rusher – um, that's an elite player that's I think is the top three player at his position. I, I don't think two first-rounders is a, is a tall ask, especially if you think about those picks being in the 20s. I, I think corner is an important position, but I do not think it, it's in that same ballpark. Um, so I, I get the Khalil Mack trade. I understand the Tunsil trade. I thought this was a pretty steep cost here for a Rams team that still has a lot of other roster holes. Um you know, Philadelphia, I thought if Philly did that trade, even though it, it would have been two first-rounders, I would have still been critical thinking it was too much. But I could understand it because when you look at that Philly roster right now, that's kind of the one area that they uh, uh, that they need to plug. And I think they're a, a Super Bowl-caliber team everywhere else. I just think this Rams offensive line where, where they are right now is going to have a tough time, um, you know, getting back to the Super Bowl this year. So it seemed like a high cost for me. Uh, looking at it from the outside. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, I I, I get why you needed a corner, uh, but and I get you got an offensive lineman, but you didn't get an offensive lineman that, that, that fixes he wasn't your playing, issue. He wasn't playing for the right, Browns. Right. And, you know, that, that and Browns they, offensive and, and they have, line and is they not have the, uh, line issues, right? Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not the Hogs over there. Yeah, they're going to – I guess they think they're going to fix him. I don't know. Maybe that's, the, that's the issue. They think they're going to – going to fix him uh this that's the voice of dana jeremiah move the sticks is uh, is in fact the podcast speaking of the browns is that a fixable situation i just man i again i, I kind of go back to the you know when i was talking about the steelers and and kind of the guts of good football and it's where you are in the line of scrimmage and i love you know what the cleveland browns have on the defensive front but i just think that is a bad offensive line and i don't think that at this point in his career and I don't know if he'll ever be there, but especially at this point in his career, I don't know that Baker's capable of covering up for a bad offensive line the way we've seen in some years Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Phillip Rivers or Drew Brees, you know, earlier in their careers. Those guys were able to, you know, overcome some of those things. I just don't think that Baker's at a position in his career, and he might not ever be, um, where he's going to be able to overcome what's in front of him at this point in time. So that is uh, that was a concern coming into the season. Yeah, a lot of shiny toys, but uh, the foundation of that team was was a little faulty. The foundation of the Dallas Cowboys, their offensive line, is it as simple yep. as, hey, if, if you lose the best left tackle in football, then you lose the bookend tackle on the other side, doesn't matter who's back there. Uh, there's been some questions about play calling and motivation, et yep. cetera, but, but how much of this comes down to not having Tyron Smith? 
Well, it's huge. It's again, I feel like this is the drumbeat every time, but the Dallas Cowboys, people have spent all offseason arguing if it was a running back team or a quarterback team, and it's an offensive line team. The offensive line makes all that stuff work. And, uh, and when they're healthy, they're as good as everybody, uh, as anybody, I should say. Um, and it's not just Tyron Lyle Collins not being out there is huge as well. It's it really emerged as one of the better young right tackles. So um, I didn't think Dak played that poorly when I watched the tape. Michael Gallup, I, I want to say I had him for four drops in that game. Um, so when you lose Amari Cooper and Gallup's not catching the football and Jason Witten, you know, God bless him, but he looks like he runs about a 5-2 at this point in time. He can't move. Um, so, I mean, there, there's uh, those are the issues there. But I do feel like if they get Tyron back and Collins ends up coming back and they can stay in the race, which it seems like they can because the NFC East has been kind of scuffling along here, uh, they'll be a dangerous team if they can get in. Um, okay, you're speaking the NFC, AFC, uh, NFC East. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles got smoked, smoked. Yep. I mean, dudes were running wide open. And I get that, you know, like, look, Minnesota's been committed to the run, but the play-action game was 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 working like a college offense. Is Minnesota fixed? I like what they're doing, man. I, I just think Cousins, it's weird for, uh, you know, some quarterbacks really like to, to get on the move and throw better on the move, and most of them, it's usually when you're going to your right. Cousins, they had about six big plays where he was booting out the back door to the left, and he's really good at that. He's comfortable with it. He gets his shoulders turned around. He's accurate. Um, all that's predicated off being able to be efficient in the run game, which they've been uh, more than efficient with Dalvin Cook. But I think they've got him on some more movement things, and I think they've found uh, kind of a nice little rhythm and comfort area for Cousins that's playing off this run game. So, no, nah, you know their defense was going to be great. You knew they had uh, a collection of really good players on offense, and, and Kirk needed to play better, and they needed to to, uh, to figure out how best to use him. And I think for the last couple of weeks, they've really found that. How uh, How good are the Niners? I think they're really good, man. I, I've, you know, I was asked about it a couple weeks ago. Who's the best team in the NFC? And and I said, look, I understand what the Saints are doing. I like I like what the Seahawks are doing, but I I think that 49ers front is capable of, of taking over football games no matter who they're playing. And Jimmy's only going to get better. I mean, for you know whatever flaws he may have, he's gosh, man, the guy knows how to win football games. He's he's pretty efficient. They can run the ball with that Shanahan scheme, and they can rush the quarterback. So. I, I think they're you know not only a playoff team. I think they got a good shot to win that division. And I think when you uh, you, you look at them and, and if you look at Garoppolo improving, I, I think that team could be a Super Bowl team. I, I really don't think that's far fetched. Uh, okay, I, I I watched Aaron Rodgers and everyone else kind of got caught up in the officiating and there, there were some bad calls. Yeah. But I watched and, and saw some Aaron Rodgers vintage Aaron Rodgers moments. Some that were caught, some that were not caught. He seems to be getting more comfortable. They seem to be more, getting more comfortable in how they call plays and 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 figuring out which running back is working. Um, what's your reaction to how he played on Monday night? Uh, he's pretty darn good. I mean, it, you, you uh, factor in some of those balls that should have been caught, and uh, you know, number wise, it looks a lot different. I do know that they're calling around on wide receivers, so um, I, I think they. They realize they need to give him a little more help, and I would be very surprised if before the trade deadline comes that the Green Bay Packers don't make some type of a move for a receiver. What do you think of the the Ravens? We, we talked about the Rams trading yeah. for uh, for Jalen Ramsey. The Ravens go and get Marcus Peters. Um, you used to be part of the Ravens organization. Of course, new general manager, no Aussie in charge. What's your reaction? Yeah, but, you know, Eric Dacosta's been there forever. He was there when I was there. He's been there for, gosh, I think over 20 years now. So, 
Um, it's still the Ravens, and they 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 love players that have an edge to them. And where some people might say is a little bit undisciplined, um, that Marcus Peters fits the Ravens a lot better than he fits the Rams. And I think with Marlon Humphrey on the other side, who's playing a really high level. Um, they'll put they'll put Peters in a position where he'll get a chance to make some plays. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know that's a long-term situation there because they have some other people that they'll pay. But I think in the short term, um, I think you'll see Marcus Peters play better in Baltimore than he did in, uh, in the Rams. Why would Tennessee pull the, pull the plug on Marcus Mariota now? I think that there's a frustration that's been building up there for a while. Um, I think they feel like that they've got more talent that hasn't been utilized. When you look at some of the receivers and, and the – collection of backs and a pretty decent offensive line and the production hasn't been there um and when they went and got Tannehill, um you know i just there was a lot of people when that move was made around the league that said okay this is just a matter of time that they want to uh they want to see what else is out there and i would imagine their starting quarterback for next year is not on the team right now yeah I, i would too i just don't know like do you don't you just try and get all the juice out of that orange? I mean, I look, I know it's a new front office and a new coaching staff and the one that drafted yeah. him, so he doesn't really have anybody kind of def- defending him. What 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 is he lacking? Because he seemed to check so many boxes coming out. You know, it, this is uh, it was interesting watching the tape, and there's sometimes it's just it can be just one play, Doug. But the, he he was clean in the pocket. He had an out. I want to say it was a slot receiver ran about a ten yard out to the left, clean in the pocket, in rhythm throw. You know, lots of clean sight lines, wide open throw, and it was he skipped it. It was like three or four yards short to the left, and it was one of those moments where it's almost like, okay, I can't do this anymore. He's done. Just can't do it. Yeah. Mental. I don't know. The guy was, you know. Accuracy wasn't a wasn't a huge issue for him at Oregon. Now he the, the question uh, was what could he throw the ball downfield because there's a lot of you know yeah Dinkin and Duncan yeah. and all that. But these are this is what I tweeted out the other day. You know you know kind of using a cross reference of sports. I just said the the issue with these two quarterbacks from that class, Marcus Mariota misses too many layups and Jameis Winston takes too many threes. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been how it is for the last several years. Yeah, it's perfect. What would you do if you were Carolina? Well, I think you're gonna. I think when Cam comes back healthy, um, you're gonna give him a little bit of an audition. And I don't think you know, as as weird as it sounds for you know what he's accomplished in his career, I think you're looking at a two or three game audition. And if if this team does not function it the way it was functioning with Kyle Allen, I think they would go back to him. And I think that that would be the end for Cam. And even even uh, if Cam played you know you know solid to okay okay solid and wasn't playing spectacular. I think at the end of the season, it just makes more sense for them to move on than to stay there. Because even if you know Cam comes back and plays okay, it's a ticking time bomb with his body, just with the beating that he's taken. Um, you know, so you're going to be paying an awful lot of money and crossing your fingers and toes that he's going to make it out of these games. The the first team to not lay a hand on Kyler Murray is the Atlanta Falcons. This fresh yeah. off of giving up 53 the week before, how did they get so bad? They had one quarterback hit combined over the last two games. Um, I think they gave up 766 passing yards, eight touchdowns, no picks, and have one quarterback hit. Um, it's bad. The, the uh, I mean, the alignment is is not good. I mean, they'll, they'll line up out of position. The communication is bad. They tried to rush three and drop eight. They get torched. Uh, they try and send pressure. They can't get home. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, it's it's you know, look, they don't have Lawrence Taylor over there. I get it. 
but the personnel is better than what the performance has been. So that that's uh, schematic issues. It's it's communication. It's effort. It's it's not a whole lot good taking place. And this, the the sad thing is Matt Ryan's playing pretty darn well offensively. They're scoring points. I think that's a uh, I think that's a, a spot next year where if they make a change and they can get the right voice in there and get a little bit healthier. That's one of those deals where that could be a team that goes from picking in the top five, you know, to, to being a playoff team in one year because there are a lot of pieces there. Am I crazy? I, I think the Matt Patricia thing might just work in Detroit. Yeah. Well, look, he's there. They are a physical football team. And I'm not, a lot of times people hear physical and they think offensive line, defensive line. They're physical on the perimeter, man. They, they uh, coverage wise, they do a really good job and, um, they don't beat themselves, and it's kind of cliche, but there's a lot more games that are lost than won, and uh, they, they just play disciplined, tough, physical football. Now, they need to get a couple more dynamic playmakers on both sides, but uh, it is a good football team. I, I When the Chargers went there, Doug, I, I thought, man, the Chargers kind of blew this game. They should never have lost this game to Detroit. And then you watch them go on the road and beat the Eagles, and they're in each and every game, and you're like, okay, no, this, this Detroit team's actually not bad. They're pretty good. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. All right, man. Well, listen, um, now you have Ryan Tannehill going against the Chargers. We'll see if the Bolts can uh, can pull their proverbial heads out and play some football. In the meantime, thanks so much for joining us. All right, buddy. Talk to you next week. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. How the 49ers become one of the top defenses in the entire NFL. A guy who was there during the Jim Tomsula year. Joins us next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see the Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. 
Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. And look, I think a lot of us who cover the NFL, we've been we've been waiting for this for the Niners. Like legit see them start to compile talent, see, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, healthy coaching staff, getting uh, a chance to be around the team for an additional year. But you know, watching them get asset after asset after asset uh, on the defensive line, especially on, on that defense, just fast, athletic, shouldn't be a surprise, but still pretty amazing what's happened. The 49ers are 5-0, and 5-0. And uh, Eric Armstead joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Eric, let, let's let's. When you first got to San Francisco, okay, this is in kind of the 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 dark old days, right? What what was it like? Uh, much different than it is now. You know, went through a couple of different coaches, um, and you know, have Kyle and John here, and bring in their own culture and. Um, you know, bringing a lot of new players, new scheme, everything. Um, a lot has changed. Um, a lot positive has changed, and you know, we're we're winning, and uh, you know, we're trying to keep that going. Yeah, I mean, like, look, your first year you have Tom Sulo. Second year you got Chip, and then Kyle. You, as Kyle gets there uh, a couple years ago. You mentioned their culture. How did they change it? What 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 was specifically done to help change the culture? Um. You know, just everybody does things differently. So, you know, every time you get a new leader, um, they bring in uh, new players. They also bring in a certain mentality and mindset and a way they go about things. Um, Coach really wanted us to build a brotherhood and wanted a close group of players who, um, you know, love and play for each other. So I think that's the biggest thing that they preach and have brought. You know, uh, two years ago, obviously you guys got Jimmy G and you, you win those you know, the last five games and you win six games and it's seen as a surprise. And then he got hurt last year. How hard was that in terms of having kind of what, what, what was supposed to be a year to compete to be in the playoffs to have a step back year? Um, yeah, I think, you know, adversity comes, especially in football and in life and in any sport in general. Um, so going through that, I think, has brought us even closer um, and bonded our team and uh, going through those rough patches early on, you know, have, have shaped us and um, really built up uh, a lot of character in us now. And I think that's showing. All right. So 
what's it like to go to work today? You know, now you're like, you know, you're five and zero. Oh, you've had the bye. After the bye, you came out. You thumped Cleveland on national TV. Then you go beat the Rams, who represented the NFC in the Super Bowl. What's it like to go into that building now? Um, definitely, you know, just like all over the NFL, um, you know, winning solves a lot. And when you're losing, it's definitely not a good feeling um, to come come into the building. And uh, you know, there's always that constant. You know, we got to fix this, get this fixed, get this fixed. And right now, coming to the building, um, our mindset is to try to keep this going. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is uh, by, you know, continuing to put our foot on the pedal, um, don't get complacent, and uh, keep keep working hard to achieve uh, our dreams and our goals that we've set for ourselves. And, you know, that's not being 5-0. and You know, that wasn't the goal we set out to achieve. So we haven't done what we what we wanted to do um, this season yet, and uh, so we're going to continue to work until we get there. Your DC, Robert Sala, is uh, is a guy who uh, fiery on TV, right? On TV, he gets fired up. What, what's he like to work with? Well, he's been great. You know, he's the leader of our defense, um, play caller, and also, you know, that he brings that fire, that energy to us, and uh, to have him out there fired up, you know, when we're making plays, it definitely goes a long way uh, with all the guys, and um really appreciate him and um you know he's he's we couldn't ask for uh, a better coordinator and somebody to lead us out there you know look you've been through those those tough days in san francisco so nick bosa comes in right and he's a bosa right those are their football guys football family and they they kind of you know just you know want to go and tackle the quarterback and just play play ball but i mean i'm i'm sure on some level you're like yeah all right dude like look i've been in here a while i know this is a uh this this kid's pretty good. Um, what, what from a, from a guy who totally understands what it takes to be a great player in this league? Is you're a very very good one. What is Nick Bosa like? Uh, Nick's been great. You know, for him to come in and have an immediate impact as a rookie is uh, not seen that often. Um, and so, you know, him coming in having an immediate impact for us, helping us win games. Uh, playing a big role on our team, going out there and making big plays. Uh, it's been great to play with him, and he brings a, a dynamic to our team um, that, you know, we love and we appreciate. So uh, it's been fun playing with him, and uh, we're trying to keep it going and continue to gel together as a whole D-line um, and continue to work together uh, to be better. All right, look, you're, you're one of Sacktown's finest, right? And uh, Sacramento – I know it's not only where you grew up, but, but a place that you have the Eric Armstead Project. What is the Eric Ar- Armstead Project? What what specifically do you do? Yeah, so the Armstead Academic Project, uh, we work with um, low-income communities in Title I schools uh, to, try to, edu- to try to educate and uh, even at the playing field um, for these students in these areas. I feel that there is... is um, there's discrepancies on the level of education that the kids receive in the public school system. And so we try to provide opportunities, education opportunities uh, for these students through the Armstead Academic Project. I think, honestly, that's it's an incredible cause and one that we kind of get lost in, right? Like we we so oftentimes, and, and I don't know where you fit in the conversation of paying players that are student athletes as you being a former great one, but I, I we just get lost in the, hey, the big thing should be for uh, equal, uh, you know, equal academic kind of representation from, 
you know, based on, you know, socioeconomic factors. I mean, just the, the discrepancies in schools based upon if you can afford a private school or where you grew up is 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 incredibly different. Right. And I think it's something that we we do lose sight of. Is that a, is that a fair way to, to 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 point out? Exactly. You know, um, socioeconomically, I don't feel like should determine the level of education you receive um, at a young age. You know, these these kids um, are just thrown in thrown into the system, um, placed, you know, go to schools where they live, and they really have no control on the type of education or the level of education they receive. So um, it's going to take outside people to, to change that and people uh, giving back and uh, trying to work to change that from um, both levels, whether that's providing opportunities or actually going, you know, to the state level to uh, change the actual curriculum and the way um, our public school system is ran. So I think it goes hand-in-hand, but that thing is a big issue. Yeah, for people who don't know, uh, the Armstead Academic Project, you donate, what, 1000 for a sack and $250 for a tackle. I think, but a chase down tackle should be worth more, right? Like there's, like on your on your Twitter hand on your Twitter page, there's a couple of Cleveland. They run a couple of screen pass, and you chase down the ball handler, ball carrier. I feel like that should be more than two hundred fifty. <laughs> I'm not trying to come up yeah. off of your money, but I'm just saying, like that's if we're valuing things and you're trying to get yourself to get more sacks, thousand dollars. I think there should be like five hundred bucks if you chase down a running back. Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's a win win for me to be able to you know play well. Um, you know, try to get some stats and then, you know, that, and then be able to donate that money to uh, my community and give back. It's a win-win for me. So we may have to adjust those prices like you're talking about. All right. Hardcore Kings fan. Like, are you, are you, cause you've been, a, if you're a hardcore Kings fan, you're a long suffering Kings fan. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say hardcore Kings fan, but I'm definitely a King supporter. And I love, uh, I love the fact that they stayed in Sacramento um, and I love what the Kings bring to um, Sacramento. And, you know, at a young age, you know, them always being present and giving, you know, Sacramento something to be excited about. Uh, I also heard that we're getting a new soccer team. So I'm a, I'm a Sacramento native, and I love anything positive for Sacramento. And, you know, the Kings have had an amazing impact uh, in Sacramento, yeah. you know, ever since they got here. So yeah, that new, that, enter- that, new supporter. that new entertainment complex is amazing. Wait, so I'm, I'm almost hearing in your voice that you're a turncoat, that you like the Warriors because now you're, and then, no, I definitely, okay. Definitely don't like the Warriors. I just, uh, my dad trained basketball players growing up. I know. So I never, uh, I, I was always fans of the guys he trained, he trained, you know, guys all over the NBA. So I was more a fan of the players than, um, you know, specific teams, but, Definitely a big King supporter. I know a guy, a bunch of guys on the team. My best friend works in player development for them. So I'm really connected to the organization and um, definitely a big supporter. You know, it's interesting. You know, when you were coming out, 6'8", like, ah, you know, you got to play power forward or maybe small forward. Like now, like you'd be big for a small ball center. Like if you could shoot threes, you could be, you'd be a better version of Draymond. Think about how the game has changed. <laughs> Back then, you used to have to be a power forward. Now you could be a center and guard point guards and switch on dudes, which is plays into your athleticism. Yeah, the game, the game basketball has changed a lot. And, you know, small ball and trying to space the floor. And um, everybody has to be able to shoot. You know, you see guys, JaVale McGee shooting threes now. Um, what's the 7-3 what's the guy? Um, well, Boban, Boban shooting threes Boban, here. Yeah. Boban shooting threes and so. Yeah, the game has definitely changed. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely changed. Well, you guys are changing the game in Sacramento uh, for all all the. I mean, in uh, San Francisco for all the right reasons. Congrats on the hot start. Of course, it's the Eric Armstead Project. Uh, you can donate to that as well. Eric, thanks so much for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you. Appreciate you. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. You see Brock Osweiler just uh, re- announced his retirement. Brock Osweiler, the guy who for a period of a couple weeks beat out Peyton Manning. Yeah, like th- That's one of those... You guys remember Choose Your Own Adventure books? Choose Your Own... For people who don't remember, they're like little paperback books and like about dragons and stuff and you'd get to the end of a page and it would say turn to 41 if you want to do this or turn to 40 if you want to do that, right? Choose Your Own Adventure. Imagine Brock Osweiler went to Houston for a million dollars more, like $15 million a year as opposed to $14 million a year that was offered by John Elway. Now, look... I don't think he's great. I'm not sure he ever would have been good. Good enough. But he did know the system. Adam Gase, of course, offensive coordinator, and then uh, had had other guys run the offense when he was there. But the idea that if he had chosen differently, some of it was his ego was bruised because they replaced him with Peyton for the playoffs, and Peyton wasn't good enough anymore. But he was Peyton Manning. Can you imagine if he chose his own adventure differently? I chose to stay in Denver. Hey, I'll take 14 and I'll stay. It's like Kaepernick. Kaepernick could have gone to Denver. He would have had to take a pay cut to do so. He didn't want to do want, want to do it. We might, it might be a com, that was might be a completely different story today. The Rams traded for Jalen Ramsey. Why it makes sense, and yet it might not work. Next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home 
or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Brought to you by Discovered Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Got a great third hour of the show. I um, I want to pat myself on the back. I mean, Eric Armstead was a good interview. I thought uh, Terry McLaurin was a great interview. Don't you guys think? Uh, it's because I did a great job. I did a better job. Daniel Jeremiah joined us earlier. Uh, Chris Long will join us, the former Patriot, former Ram, former uh, Philadelphia Eagle, two-time Super Bowl champion, who's recently retired. He'll join us. Uh, we're also going to have a little bit of a LeBron discussion within that. But but I, w- I want to start, Chris obviously is a former Ram, but this is like five years removed, maybe more. And the Rams yesterday made a couple of moves. They got a backup from the Browns to help solidify their offensive line. They got a, a linebacker and they got a cornerback. The cornerback, obviously, is the one everybody's talking about in Jalen Ramsey. But you have a huge amount of your salary invested in your running back, who's not healthy. A huge amount in your quarterback, who's not playing well. And your offensive line is an issue. Look, I get the Jalen Ramsey thing may... Short-term-wise, makes sense, right? Short-term-wise, it makes sense. Long-term, it does not. He wants a new contract, and they're not tapped out, but how many of these big deals can you make? If you have that many guys top of the market, Aaron Donald top of the market, Jared Goff top of the market, Todd Gurley top of the market, like, you're you're just going to be fitting in guys. Um. But this has become kind of the going rate. Kind of fascinating, right? I mean, do you remember last year at the start of the year when the Raiders trade away arguably the best pass rusher in the in the National Football League? And they got two first-round picks. People were like, they're not going to get two first-round picks. And they did. And it became kind of the gold standard deal. And now we've seen it happen twice so far this year. But I don't know if that that doesn't doesn't really fix their offensive line issues, their Todd Gurley issue. Here's why it makes sense. They're in win-now mode. 
and they feel like you're going to go get a Jalen Ramsey who you can't get a Jalen Ramsey in the draft. He's that good. McVay's been able to handle difficult personalities in the past. It, I mean, look, Tlaib and Peters, they had their own reputation coming in. So I look at this and say, personality-wise, it could work. It's fine. But salary-wise, where do you fit him in? And then, and maybe here's the most important part, does it actually make them that much better? Obviously, you shut off half the field. It feels like it does. But if you can't protect the quarterback, what what does it actually matter? Right? And going to get going to get in a running going to get in a uh, a lineman who the Cleveland Browns drafted and aren't weren't playing and willing to part with that doesn't seem to me doesn't seem to me to be the to be the the, the thing that fixes them you know Clay Matthews got the jaw broken jaw he's still out that's why they went and got a linebacker keep the leaves out with the ribs they obviously got rid of Marcus Peters. All that makes sense. And they lost Joe Notebloom, who was placed on injured reserve because he suffered an ACL and MCL tear in that loss to the 49ers. But uh, you're, you're going to go get Austin Corbett, who was traded by, by the Browns for an undisclosed draft pick. He's a second-round pick just a year ago. This is a, man, we took a stinker. Somebody take this off our hands. And the Rams are going to hope to reinvigorate him. Who that better work? That better work. So I, I, I do think that Sean McVay has shown an ability to work with guys who are seen as difficult. I do think that Jalen Ramsey probably wants to be in L.A. All these guys, we want to be in L.A. But you go from... One quarterback in Blake Bortles who wasn't accurate. Goff is super accurate. He's just not great when pressured, and he can't get away from pressure right now because the offensive line is in such shambles, and Todd Gurley's not healthy, and neither of those appear to be fixed in the short term. Will his ego fit in? Will his personality mesh? Yeah, I don't see that being a problem early on. He's a front runner, but if things go bad, not so much. But does he make them that much better? They're not going to be better than the Niners. Seattle is 2-0 against the division. The Rams are 0-2 against the division. Now, if you want to tell me, hey, they should have beaten Seattle up in Seattle. They missed a 44-yard field goal. That could bode well for them. But they just get more and more banged up. And their schedule, well, first place schedule. You go to a Super Bowl and this is what happens. You know, they already played Carolina and Cleveland and Tampa. They got Atlanta, which will help, and Cincinnati. So they got two games, two get-right games, get to 5-3, and three, get to the bye. They go to Pittsburgh, who, let's see what they are by then. Chicago, Baltimore, Arizona, Seattle, Dallas, San Francisco, Arizona. That's a schedule which I, I think they look at their window still being open. They look at their schedule and say, we're going to be 5-3. and three. Chicago at home this year, they're not as good. Pittsburgh on the road, they're not as good. Baltimore at home, at Arizona, we play Arizona twice, that should be two wins. Seattle at home, that should be a win. Like, they're sitting there looking, going, you know, we can still get to 10, 11, we'll be fine. We need a cornerback, we need to stabilize our offensive line. 
This is the best that we could do. I get that his Talib was seen as a problem by some people. He had issues early in his career. He's been fine. That hasn't been an issue. And obviously they got rid of Marcus Peters, who they, they couldn't get rid of quick enough in Kansas City. I think this makes sense, ego-wise, talent-wise. I just don't know if it fixes their offensive line. Yes, Rhyme is it. Does this change anything? I know we had talked about the Jaguars were one of the teams who really wanted to sort of put their foot down and this whole Jalen Ramsey thing sort of became a joke in terms of, well, I want out, they're not going to trade me, so now I'm going to have a uh, quote-unquote back issue and... It looked like they weren't going to give in to his trade demands. And now that the Rams finally just, you know, made him an offer that they couldn't refuse, it looks like it finally worked. So of the NFL teams who may have star players who try to force their way out, does this Jalen Ramsey situation change anything? Because it originally looked like... It's a great question. It originally looked like the teams would all win, right? I, I think it will if a team is willing to overpay for a guy. Like, two first-round picks is too much. I would think. It's too much. But, yeah, like, look, anybody is, in fact, tradable. And if somebody wants to give me two first-round picks for just about anybody, I'll, I'll give it to you. Especially a guy who wants a new contract and doesn't want to play. So, yeah, this I, I guess it does, but it becomes kind of the same thing. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see what team, you know, where you are. It 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 does feels like something a bad team will do. I think it's interesting that Ezekiel Elliott's having a just a blah year. Melvin Gordon wants the ball more, but and he's talking about being in rhythm, but wasn't there for so long. Like the running backs, I think are still. I don't think the Ezekiel Elliott thing ends up helping the running backs nearly as much as Melvin Gordon and their lack of production hurts the running backs. This may help skill position players like cornerbacks and defensive backs and wide receivers. I think it depends on the player, depends on the depends on the contract situation, depends on the owner, because there are going to be some owners who are like no, and that's where Shad Khan was, and I'm sure they sat there and go sat there and said like, look, we want a couple without him, he doesn't want to play, and we get two first round picks. Kind of feels like a no brainer. Yeah, the the two first-round picks is obviously what's going to make or break the deal because, as you had said with the Khalil Mack thing, that was almost an unheard of, like, oh, they think they can get two first-round picks, and people were almost making a joke that, like, oh, Gruden, here's Gruden thinking that people are out there offering multiple first-round picks. Um, But the the thing with Jalen Ramsey is the, I don't know, we all assumed that he was faking the injury. Yes, because Melvin Gordon, the, the difference was the Chargers put their foot down and they were like, we're not paying you. And he's like, I'm just going to hold out. I wonder if more players may do this whole, I'm going to fake hold out by showing up, but saying that I have a uh, back injury, which no one can really prove one way or another. Well, it's it's one of the things that like I do think players will end up hurting their guaranteed contracts. Like, well, why am I giving him a guaranteed contract if he can fake that he's hurt? It's a really hard thing. Now, just so you know, in terms of uh, uh, getting those, spe- there's, there are these these special like exemptions where you can, um, in terms of cutting guys and how you do things and putting guys on on injury waivers, you have to get it for teams. They have to get a third party 
They got to get a doctor who's not part of their organization to come in and look at a guy and go like, yeah, he's really hurt. Um, I, I do wonder if teams in the next CBA put something like that in like, yeah, hey, guess what? We're going to have to have a third party look at you to see if you're really hurt because we don't want guys faking injuries so that they can demand where they play or if they play. It is one of those things that in the short term feels like it can help the star players that want out of a what they think is a bad situation. On the other hand, it could also hurt them in the you're a healthy scratch because you want out. Why should we give guys guaranteed contracts if that's how they're going to act? Chris Long joins the show up coming next. He played for the Eagles. How do they fix what's gone wrong, especially with their defense? What is it about the Patriots allow them to be so consistent? And I'll ask him his thoughts on the missteps, or at least perceived missteps, of LeBron James recently. We'll discuss next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio, and uh, let's check in with a um, former number two overall pick in the NFL draft, one of well, only two dudes to ever win back-to-back Super Bowls with two different teams. Of course, uh, 2018 Walter Payton, Man of the Year, recently retired, but never out of the uh, spotlight in terms of not just football, but his charitable works. He's Chris Long. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Chris, how are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good. No, I'm, I mean, serious. So, no football. For a guy who grew up around uh, all things football, what's this been like for you? Honestly, I'm like kind of happier than ever in some ways. Um, I do miss certain things about it. Like I do miss if I turn on the game and I see somebody make a play, mostly like if it's pass rush or something, I'm like, well, I know I can still play. So that bothers me a little bit. But other than that, like I hated meetings. I hated practice. Uh, I didn't like training camp. And you just get tired of, you know, some of the BS that goes with pro football towards the end. And I always wanted to retire earlier than, than late. So it kind of worked out for me. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to keep going in Philly, but that wasn't an agreeable situation. So I'd just rather, you know, sit down somewhere and watch some football. Uh, you played at, what did you play, 270? Uh, late, I was playing at more like 260. Where are you now? Yeah, like 255, 257. Yeah, some guys go through this, like, they, they do the, like, hey, I'm gonna, and more, more offensive linemen, guys that are over three bills, right? But guys can oh, yeah. go e- guys can go either way. Like, you're a bigger 6'3", six, 6'4", six, dude, so it's not like the weight is just going to go away. How are, you gonna, how are you managing your body? Well, that's funny, because, like, when I got out immediately, I did lose a lot of weight. I was in, like, in the low 240s, because I started, you know, when you retire, it's not like you panic, but you're like, I have to do some of those energy I have. And I was just working out, you know, like a like a regular person. And I'd sit on, you know, do an hour and a half of cardio a day, and I'd do my lift, and I'd go back and swim, and I'd like, especially during training camp, because, you know, usually I'm up in Montana in the summer in July, and I would, like, be getting ready for training camp, training my ass off, and I was kind of sitting around. It was almost like this primal notion that I have to train. Uh, but I'm not going to do heavy stuff. I'm going to I'm going to train like a regular person. I dip down and wait a little bit. Uh, but then I was like, man, look at that. My neck looks skinny as hell. Like I started looking like a giraffe in pictures. So I uh, I had to I had to put a few back on. And 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 I think you know being in 250s, I'm big boned. I can handle 
I can handle that. But yeah, a lot of those old linemen, they'll drop about 50, 60 pounds. Or, or they gain 50 or 60 pounds, right? It's, it's one, it, it can go one way or the other. Very few of the same. I mean, you either turn into Joe Thomas looking like Mr. Olympia or, you know, you go the other way, which is never good. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys show up at the reunions like, well, somebody's, some, somebody's got to, somebody's got to say something. Somebody's got to tell that guy, yeah. I don't want to be the guy, but somebody's got like, like he doesn't know that he needs to throw in a salad uh, every now and again. Let me ask you about the Eagles. You said obviously it didn't, wasn't an amenable situation to stay there and to keep playing. They haven't played, they did not play great football this past weekend. Um, why do you think the inconsistency? Well, I think they've had injuries. Uh, I think the, the two the two discussions are on different sides of the ball. So offensively, I still think that – let me say that. First off, they go to Dallas this Sunday night. I don't think it's a must-win for either team because there's a two-win race in the NFC East. No disrespect to the Giants. I love Shermer. I love Danny Dimes. Uh, but these two teams, at the outset of the season, to me, were contenders. And I still think they are. I mean, last year, I think the Cowboys start 3-5. and five. And the Eagles three and six, and come playoff time, both were teams that you you kind of didn't want to play, and and we were a drop and a fake field goal away from playing the, uh, I think it was the uh, the Rams, yeah, uh, in the NFC Championship, a team who we, we had beaten a month earlier, so we right. felt real good about our, and the difference in the team is, is offensively, I, I I think they might have improved from from last year, you know, because Carson's healthy. Uh, they added Deshaun Jackson, who, if he's healthy, adds another element over the top. Um, but with him out, the deep ball hasn't been there, and it's not like Carson hasn't thrown it well. I mean, when they lost to Atlanta and then Detroit, well, he threw two game winning. They were dropped. Yeah. They hadn't dropped that many passes in four or five years, uh, and he's had to deal with that. Getting the run game going a little bit more, feeding Jordan Howard more. That's how they they. Um, they got that win in Green Bay, which is obviously their most impressive win. Uh, getting Miles Sanders isolated with, with uh, linebackers last week was a big deal in Minnesota. Um, defensively, they've had injuries uh, where they're not necessarily uh, their best, and that's in the back end. And young corners, injuries, that compounds it. Um, you know, people always talk about O-lines yelling corners and safeties and those guys, they have to talk a lot amongst each other and they have to know each other. And so, you know, Malcolm's a great leader, but it's hard for him to get all four guys um, in the back end ready to play every week when there's new faces and they're young. Uh, and then up front, you know, they had this plan uh, that, you know, had to do with my situation, which was that they wanted to get more of an every down D tackle that could play uh, first, second, and third down, um, which which was Malik Jackson. He got hurt the first game, um, and that domino effect has really affected you know the flow of the pass rush. And they lost Timmy Jernigan, who's a, a, a big player in the run game. Um, and you know they they're hitting a moving target. I think I think though when the smoke clears, both these teams will be dangerous late. I, I, I agree with you. I, I tried to, I was on Cowherd earlier today and I said, you know, we, we talk so much about Dak and Zeke and even Amari Cooper. Like the Cowboys don't have Tyron Smith. I'm not sure that America understands how good he is at what he does. No one would know better than you, like how big a loss. Yeah. And they also didn't have Leo Collins, but not having Tyron Smith, how big a loss is that for the Cowboys? How much does that affect their offense? Well, it affects everything. I mean, their offensive line has been kind of the centerpiece the past few years, and I like Dak. <laughs> I like Dak as a person. I like Dak as quarterback. 
I think nowadays we've gotten into this thing where if we say a quarterback's not a, five, a top five quarterback, we're like insulting him. Yes, like, that's, that's we, by the way. Five. By the way, we've done that with everything. We did. I did this on. It's like LeBron. If you don't say LeBron is the best player in the NBA, you're saying he sucks. If you don't say he's the best player of all time, then you're saying he sucks. And it's like, no, it's not really how how it actually works. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm saying that. Listen, there's a top five at quarterback. Like there's literally thirty two, not even thirty two, the ones on the planet. So right. like this is not a spite. Um, I think for them to be successful, like you said, both tackles being out. Collins is a guy who, <clears throat> you know, people might not realize that he's as capable as he is. Uh, he's the guy that, that sets a physical tone in the run game. Um, you know, and Tyron's obviously, you know, second to none when he's healthy. But the key is Amari Cooper being out. Uh, we all remember how that offense looked. They were like two different teams before and after that trade. Uh, <clears throat> I think if both those tackles get back healthy and, and Cooper gets back healthy, uh, they're going to not pick up where they left off because the first three games were skewed due to uh, the opponents. But I think they're a really good football team. I think they have the potential to be a really good football team. And I think the addition of Robert Quinn on defense is going to help down the stretch. I really do. I mean, having somebody opposite DeMarcus uh, to rush. Once, once this team gets it together, and luckily they play in the NFC East, uh, and I could say the same about the Eagles, like they're going to be a tough team. Uh, the year you won the championship with the, the Super Bowl with the, the Patriots, that year your defense, start of the year wasn't good, and then it came together and became quite good in terms of the important parts of, you know, and, and I think we're still catching up as fans in terms, terms of what's actually important in a defense, right? Like we're still looking at kind of gross numbers instead of takeaways, third down, conversion rates, and, and red zone defense, uh, but but you saw a defense kind of come together that wasn't good at the start of the year. This defense has started out really, really good and seems to have improved in terms of some of the personnel and playmaking. Um, but having been a part of that Patriots thing, like, how have they done this? This is so, like, even, they, they've had injuries. You know, they've had defections. How have they d- maintained this level of consistency? What's the, what's the secret? Don't say Thousand Island because that's always the secret sauce. What's the secret sauce? Yeah. Uh, well, the, the, the initials TB, uh, and it, it doesn't necessarily make the defense better, but the continuity over 20 years of having the greatest quarterback of all time, it's a domino effect that allows you know you to make, and not to mention a guy who's taking haircut after haircut, um, it allows free agents who want to come in as mercenaries and try to get a ring to come in and join uh, the team because they know that they'll have an opportunity. Um it's also when you talk about Bill and you know the Patriot Way. That's a cultural thing for sure. There is a culture there, but they're very malleable. They do things every year to change who they are. You know, you mentioned the defense uh, in '16, or you know, in '16 when I was there in New England, we were uh, number one defense in the league in scoring defense, and that's you know all the the metrics aside, that's the most important metric. And um, you know, the next year a few things change, uh, and the reason we won the Super Bowl was the Patriots' defense fell off a bit. I mean, right. they racked up 600 yards on us in the Philly game. It wasn't like our defense played that great. We may play what we had to. The fact they fixed this defense in such a short period of time is just, again, it's a credit to Bill and, uh, and the stability that Tom provides to be able to make moves to make your team better. 
Um, and the fact that on offense they lose Gronk. They ran more tight end sets, I think, than anybody in the league last year. And then the first couple weeks this year they ran practically none. Um, then they lose Devlin, who was huge in their run game. Allowed them to beat up on San Diego and Kansas City down the stretch. Uh, they were able to adapt, uh, at least in the short, ter- short term, on that. Uh, they're just a really impressive program that, that hits moving targets better than anybody. Uh, and I, I think they'll be right in it at the end this year. Obviously, it's, it's well known that um, uh, you, know, you, you have so many things you're doing off the football field. And now you're partnering with Crown Royal. And when I when I like dude, look, when I think Crown Royal, I think of the purple baggies. But you know, like yeah. over the past three years, Crown Royal's been committing to to doing a lot of other things, now partnering with you and, and Waterboys, right? Yeah, I love Crown Royal. I love the product, I really do. And then I also just enjoyed working with them the past couple of years because they have been supportive of our clean water stuff. And uh, they've also, you know, got this campaign with uh, Crown Royal water breaks uh, and I think it's just poignant. Everybody knows what that guy looks like or that girl looks like that's had too much to drink, and there happen to be a lot of them at NFL stadiums. Uh, and fans could take heed to the message, which is just mix in a water and hydrate. I mean, it's not the worst thing for your health. It's not the worst thing for you socially. And uh, it's, it's a good thing for the game day experience. So I certainly learned in my 30s to mix in a water, um, and, and, you know, everybody else could take heed to that as well. All right, you're somebody who donated your entire salary, your entire salary to charity. So uh, I need your opinion on LeBron. He's obviously taking a ton of heat for his stance or maybe lack thereof stance um, with the Daryl Morey tweet. What's as somebody who is uh, very politically active and very outspoken, what's your reaction to LeBron's response? Well, I'm not like, listen, we'll get to LeBron's in a second, but my thing is that after watching the NFL get rightfully excoriated over the past couple of years, and I've been in the middle of all that, like the NBA is always, and I'm not happy to see this, that they're not occupying this moral high ground anymore, but uh, they turn out to be just a business, you know? And that's, even though I, I, I never thought anything otherwise, like it's mildly disappointing um, because I, what's going on in China is wrong. And, uh, you know, if you're doing business with China, like you're kind of in a position where people are going to look at you to, to make statements. And I think LeBron's done a great job to this point of being socially aware and, and active. I think there's part of this story that we didn't know, and LeBron didn't do a good job of allegedly um, making his viewpoint known. Um, because the backstory is that evidently he's, he was mad at Maury for the timing of his tweet and not alerting players. And I understand the safety component, but, you know, is it a money or a safety thing? Like, it hadn't been um, articulated well. That's that's the bottom line. Even if LeBron, we give LeBron the benefit of the doubt, like, the strategy in articulating that message has not been executed. Um, and so, like, it's easy for people to look at it and say, listen, like, there's how many billion people in China? One. You know, uh, speakers are going to be a big deal there. They are, they already are. Um, you know, players were set to make. I heard of certain players who had like million dollar appearances that were canceled. Yeah, yeah Kuzma lost a million dollars in the trip. It's like it's like if it's money, just say it's money. You know, and, and well, my, me, my thing I've my never... thing is like my 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 thing is that 
Um, I understand. I do actually understand a lot of what he's saying. Like, I don't know if people think that he's saying Daryl Morey's not smart. He's not saying that. He's like, I don't know if Daryl Morey, I mean, like, I don't know if he actually knows about Hong Kong, like Hong Kong and China. It's uh, the issues with China aren't necessarily the issues with Hong Kong and what what's going on with those protesters. Like those are separate and distinct and people kind of conflate the two. It is. And there is a lot to it. But I would. Like, look, you've uh, NFL players like like a you know Jalen Ramsey. If you don't get your way, don't play, right? That that's been the hey the NFL's becoming the NBA. Those guys had a chance to not play. Hey, you want to take down our our signs, our our jerseys? I don't understand why why they played. You know, if, if LeBron is a big enough brand that if he wants change, he can enact change. And I understand that he doesn't want to take money out of his teammates and 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 uh, and other basketball players' pockets. But that that does go counter to what he said to other people and what he said about things stateside. And I understand that component. And like when 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 the news broke initially, I was like, "Well, as an NFL player who I've taken a lot of crap from even people who agree with me for you know the way I've done things or haven't done things, and like you know I need to speak out more on certain issues, even if they don't involve myself." Um, you know, I I understand that some people are using this as a disingenuous rallying cry um right. some people who have political leanings everybody knows my politics uh you know not everybody but like i actually you know it's not acceptable for me to just say hey if you weren't interested in hearing what uh nfl players had to say on social justice don't be interested in hearing what nba players have to say i was interested the first time i'm interested now so uh i i think it's not everybody's job to comment on everything yep uh, I, when people were, a lot of people were like, why don't more of your peers speak out like you? I'm like, that's not their job necessarily. Like, it'd be nice if they did, but not everybody has to speak on stuff. Um, but if you're going to speak on it, my thing is, and I'm not talking about LeBron, I'm talking in general. Like, you can't just be like, well, I'm not educated on it. Like, not at this juncture. Just ain't no comment. Yeah. I, which which is which would have been which would have been kind of the route and, and maybe LeBron kind of walked himself into it because he he wants to but I I just I feel like he had a week to come up with what he wanted to say and if he thought it went over well he wouldn't have gone to Instagram to kind of clarify and then speak on it again yesterday and now said I'm not going to talk about it anymore like yeah I just it it's just getting just getting worse not not getting better um, yeah we just can't act like we don't know the deal here like how this thing works like because we've been going through this like we know how this thing works like people and like lebron somebody who i really respect and like somebody who has done a lot off the court and kind of like revolutionized the way athletes talk about things so um you know i'm looking forward to hopefully him changing his mind on it but it's also his prerogative like it is what it is like he's not going to be able to solve china's problems yes hong kong's like but at the same time, you have to understand that people want you to speak out on things if you're doing business in those places. Not like the NBA um, has to come on, comment on every global crisis, but we've set a precedent that, like, if you're doing business in, in you know, in communities, like, and they're doing business in China, like, these are relevant questions. Chris, great stuff, man. Really thoughtful conversation. Love to have you on anytime uh, uh, you, you have anything you want to you say. In the meantime, enjoy life without football. Can't wait to hear and see what's next. Thanks a lot. As the Cleveland Browns, uh, are the Cleveland Browns looking 
to make another blockbuster trade. Find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. I want you to guess, John Ramos, Brock Osweiler retired today. He never started a full season. He started 30 games in his entire career. I want you to guess how much money he made throughout his whole career. How, how many years did he play? I'm sorry, you just said that. I was I started 30 games. Let's go $60 million. All right, buyer over or under? Under. Okay, I would, yeah, it's, it's, it's well under that. Um, uh, okay, uh, the, uh, Ryan Music, I want you to guess. I think I'm going to go with something like $35 million. Okay, buyer over or under? Over. Mm-hmm. Buyer, you want to take a guess on the number? 41. Have you read it online? Yeah, it's in the press. Oh, man. Let's get to it. <laughs> the press. I don't actually, see the 41 million in here. No, it was Buyer. actually going to be my tidbit when you say, man, what a career. And then I was going to say $41 million for Brock Osweiler during his. Yeah. Buyer. Don't worry. We got a lot more good stuff. Uh, we won't have baseball tonight, though. I don't know what you're going to do for yourself, Doug. May I recommend Survivor? It's Wednesday night. I've told you it's me and my wife's thing. So we'll be watching Survivor tonight. There will be no Game 4 of the ALCS postponed because of rain. Is your wife's thing? You guys going to go to a deserted island and not have food and walk around naked all night? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to search for immunity idols in our living room. Fire. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to uh, go Yeah, down. no baseball tonight, right? So I do like, uh, I, I like the baseball when it's cold and windy and rainy. And, right. So, okay, so it's rain tonight. What's the rest of the forecast upcoming for the... ALCS. The uh, rest of the forecast for New York City. Because there's a, there's a cyclone bomb, right, coming is, that way? Is, it's it's going to rain all night long. It's going to be windy tomorrow, high of 59. Then yeah. Friday, no rain, no wind, high of 61, low mm. of 46 so on beautiful, Friday. Mm. Beautiful, crisp at night? Yes. Yep. But, so so game four is tomorrow, and then game five is, is Friday night? That, yeah, it's Friday night. And if the Yankees were to win the series, rain is in the forecast Five. Sunday through Wednesday. Games one and two would be in New York if the if the Yankees win for the one. World Series starting Tuesday. Look, this two. is this is New York politics, but Rudy Giuliani was mayor when they when they approved three new stadiums, the new MetLife, the new City Field, the new Yankee Stadium, all could have had some sort of retractable roof, and they chose not to. Chose not to. Also, they were going to have that Jets stadium on the west side. That was going to be a dome. So, New York, where the weather right now is always iffy, no domes, except for, except the only place that has a dome, a retractable roof dome there, is the tennis center, which is right, you know, across the street from City Field. But here's the problem with the tennis stadium you can only play tennis in it. And the, in their defense, Doug, the Mets make the playoffs twice every 30 years. So the the amount of money you would spend for a roof, you know, they wouldn't need to worry about October rain wait, 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 or November wait, wait, rain. Wait, 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 you could wait, just wait, wait, uh, wait. listen. I know you're I know you're talking trash here. <laughs> just, I know you're talking trash you here. Know. Mets have made the World Series recently. Yeah, I know. Right? How yeah, many times? The Royals, right? And they made the playoffs the following year, didn't they? It was just a shot at the Mets. That's I all. know. I know. Two thousand World the Series Mets. lost to the Yankees. We know about eighty six. Uh, 06, uh, 2000 lost to the Yankees. Yeah, it's once every, once or twice every 10 years. 
Uh, the entire ALCS, by the way, can be seen on Fox Sports 1. We touched on this earlier, but Ohio State and Northwestern were supposed to be on Fox Sports 1 Friday night, and that will now move to the Big Ten Network for the college football fans. A huge number for the, um, I'll do a huge number for the Big Ten Network. Yeah. yeah. Ohio State. Right. On a Friday night? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Browns GM John Dorsey admitted he's spoken with the Redskins about a trade for holdout tackle Trent Williams, but says Washington is reluctant to trade him. Uh, yeah, look, it's a game of chicken. Game of chicken, they're asking for too much. Now you're looking at going right for tackles. He also wants a new contract, but he's saying that it's because he doesn't trust their the training staff. Trent Williams is a really good player, but the the difference in Trent Williams and some other players that have been uh, traded is his age, right? Like, he's not a spring chicken at all. So I would guess that Trent Williams is going to be traded. I just don't know to who. Driving up the price. 31 years old. One other trade note to mention. Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll said that, quote, we're in on everything, end quote, when he was asked if the team was trying to acquire Jalen Ramsey from Jacksonville. Instead, he goes to the Rams, and Carroll calls it a huge trade. So uh, for for whatever that's worth, the Seahawks said they were apparently trying to get Jalen Ramsey. Dolphins are going back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Josh Rosen heads to the bench. Fitzpatrick, the starting QB against Buffalo in Week 7. Don't worry. J- uh, Josh Rosen will be a starting quarterback again <laughs> before the season's done. There's just no way you can stay healthy or be good with, uh, with that team. And I didn't like it. <laughs> okay, Gronk. Uh, this is NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell on the potential 17-game season that's being discussed in labor negotiations. It is part of the discussions. You know, we've had very fruitful discussions on it, discussing the positive and negatives, the changes to the game that we've made over the last 10 years. Uh, and I think those changes have made a significant impact uh, in a positive way. And so that is something that uh, we'll continue to discuss, and it may or may not be part of whatever we ultimately decide. Commissioner did say if they went to 17 games, the season would still start after Labor Day. would just go later on into February. It is what it is. Yes, and it would just give more games for teams like the Redskins and the Dolphins to lose. That's true. Since it the, is what it is. Since the start of the NFL season, the top 25 rated TV shows have all been NFL games. The highest rated game of the year so far has been the Packers Cowboy matchup in week five on Fox with 24.9 million viewers. In fact, the top three games all featured the Cowboys. America's team. They are the, they are the country's most popular team. Um, and now they're Yay. pretty good, which causes people to not like them and to like them. So that's why Jerry Jones is. Wants to win, but doesn't really matter if he does because his team's still popular. We're going to wrap up with some golf news. First of all, tickets went on sale today for the 2020 Ryder Cup. Apparently the system crashed where nobody was able to get through. There was a, a, a lottery attempt at tickets. That was an issue, but not the uh, only issue in golf. A player at the Senior LPGA Championship was given 58 penalty strokes for rules violations. What? Leanne Walker, who hadn't really played competitively for the last 10 years, Rules changed where you can't have your caddy behind you as you're lining up to to hit a shot. So fifty eight shot penalties. Yeah. So so what she finished her her first round uh, eighty five turned into a one twenty seven, <laughs> and her second round seventy four turned into a ninety. Leanne what? Leanne Walker. She was wow. playing in the in a LPGA Senior Championship. Uh, if without the penalty, she would have missed the cut by one. Instead, she missed it by, by about a million. Face mask. Actually, by fifty nine. Yeah. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. All right, so Bayer, you're going to watch Survivor. Ramos has got the baby. Yes. Right? And uh, uh, music. You. What are you going to do with with no no real sports of substance on TV? Uh, 
Good make job. my fiance hang out with me, I guess. Uh, we'll probably watch something that she wants to watch. Want to watch Survivor? There you go. It's been recommended Survivor. Probably some some HGTV. You, you you millennials, you guys can binge watch something like Secession. I heard Secession's really good. I got a new Gladwell book to read. It's Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.